welcome to the Addison Reads audio blog. If you crave to raise children that love to read, to build a library of resources in your home to help you take purposeful action as a parent, and to connect with your children unlike ever before, welcome home. You have the power to be a purposeful parent. You just have to look to your bookshelf. My name is Sam, and I am your intentional kid-lit tour guide. Hello, intentional families. Let's talk about something exciting and happy and positive. We are going to discuss five clues that you found a great children's book for your intentional bookshelf. So this might happen when you are at the library or you're at the bookstore or you're kind of going through the books on your bookshelf and identifying which ones are good and which ones are not good. Maybe going through the reclaim your bookshelf challenge or something like that. How do you really know when you found a good book and What does it feel like to find those amazing books? Oftentimes, the bad things in our lives are easier to point out than the good, right? Flaws, imperfections, things we'd fix. And I think that the same goes for our bookshelves. It's not too terribly hard to point out the bad books, especially once you know what you're looking for. And I have an entire post that you can read about how to identify books that are not a good fit for your particular intentional bookshelf and how to know if you have one. However, it requires almost more critical thinking to indicate the good. Maybe it's, it leads back to something about gratitude, or maybe it comes down to how so many people are cynical and critical that identifying a positive is almost exhausting, right? Regardless of the reason, it only seemed fair that if I spelled out all the ways you can find those bad fit books on your bookshelf, that I also show you the indicators that you found a great children's book for your intentional bookshelf. So that's kind of the motivation behind this post, because let's be real, finding a book that totally fits and aligns with your child's intentional bookshelf and your family's intentional bookshelf is honestly amazing. So I kind of wanted to do a quick little anecdote because I can't help myself and I have like a very weird kind of sense of humor. So here's how I feel when I find a great children's book that is just so in alignment with our family in our bookshelf. That feeling when you go to get a single ice cream cone and it's buy one get one free. That feeling when you just had a four hour massage. That feeling when you have a personal butler that makes you coffee in the morning just the way you like it. My husband does that. That feeling when you walk into an air-conditioned store when it's 100 degrees outside. That feeling when you slip into leggings after wearing jeans all day. So those are exactly the feelings I get when I find a great children's book for our collection. Pure and utter happiness. Because ultimately, our intentional bookshelf is what helps us as parents, right? So when I find a book that's actually a knockout, sign me up. Now, I want to tell you how you too can relish in the glory and happiness of a great children's book. So here are the five clues. Number one, when your child asks to read the book for the 100th time, you do so with authentic joy. I think we can all agree children love to push us to our breaking points, right? With repeated activities. One of the most notorious activities is reading the same book over and over and over again. If the book they love is one that you, for the most part, loathe, this may not be a particularly joyful experience. And frankly, that kind of makes sense, right? Books that capture your attention as well as your child's are surely those great children's books. The benefit of you also loving the book is that the likelihood that you are more actively present during the reading process is much higher, and this is huge. 
Our children watch us. They see exactly how we interact with them. They notice when we're skipping pages in their books, when we're glancing at our watch or our cell phones, or when we're just generally distracted or bored. Feigning interest will work most of the time, and it isn't necessarily a flaw, but if a book provides a genuinely positive and engaged reaction from you, that is the more desirable book over the, you know, meh one. And I like to think, you know, there are plenty of books in the sea, so you are bound to find one that is perfect for your family. Here's clue number two. The book relates to one or more of your most core and central family values, interests, or the qualities that you're cultivating in your children. This point is most one of the most important. The main thing I tell parents time and time again is that the books that have the privilege, remember this is a privilege that these books get, of being on your bookshelf really should align with either your family values, your interests, the qualities you're cultivating in your children, or have some situational relevance to your life now or in the upcoming future. So when you find a book that so clearly aligns with one or more of these things, it is like a parenting gift from the publishing gods. They've taken something very complex, like empathy, for example, and compressed it into a simple, easily digestible story for your child. These are the books you want to make sure you kiss and you hug and you never let go of. And just like clue number one mentions, children love to read books over and over and over again. How amazing would it be if the books that they were reading and loved aligned exactly with the central ideals that you're trying to instill in them? Talk about reinforcement. Okay, clue number three. You recommend the book to your favorite people. If you find yourself casually mentioning said book, like the one I always mention, Be a Star Wonder Woman, in a conversation with one of your favorite mom or dad friends, you may have scored a great children's book. You'd never recommend a book that you didn't absolutely love, right? And a key part of friendship is helping each other out. So when we find a book that rocks your bookshelf and you know a friend shares that same value or loves that topic and you recommend the book, it is a pretty good indication that this book belongs on your bookshelf and is a good and great option. Number four, your child begins to comprehend the main message of the book. I think this clue is an extreme indicator that the book you found is not only a great children's book, it might be one of those like legendary books for your collection. One of, if not the main points of curating an intentional bookshelf for your family is to help convey important messages like your core values, interests, and qualities. Think about number two clue. If your child begins to actually comprehend and respond to the teaching of these books, possibly even applying their knowledge in their life, you have a great children's book in your hands. Now, I can clearly identify one of our great children's books because of clue number four. Please Mr. Panda by Steve Antony. One quality we want to cultivate in our daughter is good manners and politeness. This really leads back to one of our main family values, which is respect. Reminding my daughter constantly to say please and thank you wasn't necessarily not working, it just wasn't showing the results as quickly as I wanted to see them, and with a level of understanding beyond like, this is what mom and dad told me that they want me to do. However, as we started reading Please Mr. Panda, which if you haven't read this book, um, there's a panda and he tries to offer some animals a donut, they say yes and sometimes no but without saying please and without being polite, and eventually there is one animal that says please and he is given all of the donuts. Um, However, as we started to read Please Mr. Panda over and over and over again, the message started sinking in. 
Now, Addison says please almost all the time, and when she forgets, it's it's really as simple as reminding her, what does Mr. Panda expect you to say? And she immediately puts two and two together, and she says please. And I've noticed that she's actually started telling me, please, Mr. Panda, like she's calling me Mr. Panda, which is hilarious. The joy I felt the first time this whole process happened was amazing. I knew right then and there that this particular book was not one we'd be letting go of soon or letting go of anytime soon. In fact, we're now eyeing Steve Antony's other books, Thank You, Mr. Panda, for the same reason. And clue number five, the thought of this book catching on fire brings a tear to your eyes. Now this clue is a bit hyperbolic, right? But the truth lies in the fact that there is a great personal connection to this book. Sorry about that. And therefore to your children. I think our daughter or I think of my daughter's books as the way that I connect with her, the gateway to conversation and communication beyond the words I can speak through my own lips. So there's a connection to it. There are certain books that I know we can't possibly let go of because of the deep connection we have to them and therefore to each other. If you tried to catch our copy of the very little or the very hungry caterpillar by Eric Carl on fire, beaten down as it is, I would definitely shed several tears. There is something about the physicality of a great children's book that makes the connection with your children and as a family into something kind of tangible, a representation of the love and relationship with your family members. If you're experiencing that same level of connection to a book, I definitely say that you have scored a great children's book for your intentional bookshelf. So here is the real question for you guys. Do you have any of these great children's books or maybe one of those legendary ones in your collection? Do you have several? And I really, really hope you do. If your bookshelf isn't filled with several of these excellent pieces of literature, or perhaps nothing but, I highly recommend you work through my free seven-day Reclaim Your Bookshelf Challenge. Weed out the books that don't fit your intentional bookshelf so you can make the space to grow a home library with meaning. Books that are great and grand and give you all the feels. The children's books that make you feel like you've just finished dancing to your favorite song while you snuggle your little one those books. Now, if you want to sign up for the free Reclaim Your Bookshelf Challenge, just go to bit.ly forward slash reclaim your shelf. That easy. Or you can just go to this particular post, which is addisonreads.com forward slash great children's book. I hope you've learned something. I hope you have realized that you have tons of knockout books on your bookshelf and you are going to go to the bookstore and look for the books that give you all the feels and go through all of those clues to help you find the best children's book for your intentional bookshelf. This has been an episode from the Addison Reads audio blog. Be sure to head over to our website, addisonreads.com to read the blog posts in full, download free resources, and join the Intentional Book Club. As always, happy reading.